0: Truck, truck. Good? Yeah, I'm good. Freaking screaming over there. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Worship Local. This is our podcast where we invite you into the long-winded, ever-deepening, sometimes winding conversation of Frontier Church, where we exist for the glory of Jesus and the, the joy, joy of, of Des Moines. Des Moines. Today's podcast is Carlos Sims's first podcast on staff. Give it up, dude. Come on,
1: yeah, dude. I'm excited.
0: You, Carlos Sims <laughs> in the house,
1: put some cannons or something right there.
0: That'd be fun. <laughs> so, our podcast has three goals today. First, we're going to talk about how our philosophy of ministry is deepening, second, we're going to talk about why we are deliriously optimistic about the future for Frontier Church. And third, and most of all, we're going to talk about Carlos's position description, what you can expect from Carlos, and how you can support Sims and, and his family as they transition into this role. But this is the return of Worship Local. We back. We back. So we, we hope this podcast helps you Worship Local.
1: dude, 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 freaking crazy that I'm sitting here right now, oh my gosh, <laughs> man, I can't wait to get to your
0: position description, bro, um, uh, but before then, give us that story about you sharing this with your oh your hiring yeah. with the kids, yeah,
1: um, maybe, <laughs> so maybe a I just couple. love this
0: story. I just love this story, your kids are waving up there, yeah,
1: <laughs> maybe a couple of weeks ago, um, I was putting the kids down, and uh we're. I think first night of 2 days which we'll talk about that, Zion's like, Daddy, why are you going to meet with Pastor Cole at 8 p.m.? <laughs> I was like, well, you know, Daddy's going to be working for the church now. And so this is part of team building, yada, yada, yada. And he looked at me kind of sideways, like face kind of scrunched up. And he was like, don't you already work for the church? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, I mean, yeah, I, like I help with the church, but like now, like it's just kind of like more formalized that it's gonna get yeah. more money from the church now. And he was like, "Yeah, okay, night night." <laughs> and that was it. But I thought it was like really cool the fact that he didn't really even know that like I didn't work for the church. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You
0: yeah, know, you know what? You know why I love that story? Why? Is because when we announced it to the church on Sunday, they had a similar response. <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> I like, guess it's not, not a surprise. Like I, I think yeah. that everybody could kind of see like um, your giftedness, the way that you fit into our church, um, the hole that Andrew left behind, yeah, um, the timing of everything. Like it just kind of seemed like a no brainer. I mean, not a no brainer. We prayed a lot, yeah, and we talked a lot about it,
1: yeah, yeah, dude. I was, you know, you said that, and I think Steve said that too. Like um, our one of our elders. Uh, Steve, Stephen Kerr, he was like, nobody's going to be surprised. And I was like, really? Mm-hmm. And so we announced mm-hmm. it on Sunday yeah. and everybody's like, okay, thank you for actually saying that thing.
0: People guys, applauded. It yeah. was exciting. They yeah. were like, Woo.
1: yeah, we've been, you know, flirting, flirting, you know, on uh, on Sunday mornings and people were like, okay, just let's just say the thing. And so yeah. Yeah. it was kind of like, okay, they defined the relationship. Now let's like, let's do church. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, um, yeah, dude, it's been crazy wild, you know, I I think I've told you this before, like, I would have lost all my money betting that we'd even be back in Des Moines, you know, Mm, but, mm -hmm. um. God's sovereign, and He's good, and He gives His children things they don't deserve. So, um, yeah, I'm super humble.
0: Yeah, like, I'm excited to get around to the, the you know, the the details of your position description, because I think it's really important for yeah. an appropriate and healthy pastor-church member relationship that everybody kind of know what the expectations are. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get around to that, but can you, like, walk us through that? Like, when, yeah. when you— moved back to des moines we didn't know that the selfs would be moving back to texas can you walk us through like that timing and yeah what happened
1: um yeah so we left last year um you know trying to do ministry uh felt like god had called me to full-time vocational ministry and you know um so we left and um essentially we failed um god taught us a ton Mm-hmm. And then we're still, like, learning all about all about that. But when when we felt like God was saying, hey, come back, we felt like God said, come back home. And yeah. so we came yeah. back to Frontier because we were like, that's home. You know, it wasn't necessarily even Des Moines. It was, like, this church, um, the people in it. And so uh, we got back, and um, we started having, you know, conversations or whatnot about, like, what, do, what does pastoral pathway look like? And... um you guys graciously gave us you know six months to kind of like get our footing, and then two months into that, mm-hmm. we found out that Andrew's leaving, you know, and it's just like, oh yeah, yeah, dang, like that's crazy, um, and then recognizing too that like that position is gonna be filled, and so um, you know, I prayed that it would be me, obviously, I didn't want it to be that way, like you know if I had to choose Andrew staying or me getting this position, it would be Andrew staying all day, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, just God's sovereignty, his timing, you know, of everything, like, me really having clarity on, like, where I feel like I fit vocationally in the local church, like, you know, um, all that stuff kind of just came together. Um, You know, I got a really good job roasting coffee with Black and Bold, and, like, it forced me the flexibility to come on part-time, like, my benefits are paid for, my salary, like, all this stuff just kind of came at once, and so you know um i wish that i could have been like actually i came up with this really dope plan to come mm-hmm. back and then da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. but it's just our good heavenly father giving us things we don't deserve so yeah
0: um and your your first essay for pastoral work was to write an essay about what you would notice had changed in the life of frontier mm-hmm. church for the for the year that you guys were gone and and i loved you wrote a lot of good stuff on that but you said quote and i'm i'm reading from your letter is that cool yes yeah, cool Cool. you said um you said this church is different not in a bad you've changed sort of way but in a i've loved how you've matured sort of way it's kind of like watching my kids grow up is what you said yeah. so you had a couple like ways that that frontier was different i love this one though you said first there's a unique outpouring of the Holy Spirit in the lives of key leaders like Casey Canoe, Andrew Johnson, and Zach Freeze, and mm-hmm. more seem to have been touched by a special anointing that is spreading like wildfire. God seems to be using people like this to lead us more into his presence. This seems really healthy. So like, I just like that response a lot, yeah. man. But like you you talk about the experience of feeling like God said come home. Yeah. Like what are some of the things that you feel like make Frontier Church uniquely home for the Simses?
1: Dude, that's a really dope question. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that uh, the biggest thing is just like the fact that I just I belong. Um, yeah. I think that yeah, dude, like relationally like what COVID has done is it has isolated people and for us what we for experience real. is like um <clears throat> not only did it not only did we move like and sell our house and we I mean guys we like we sold like 90% of our possessions like to like try this thing and um not only Dad. did we like sell all that stuff but like we lost like some of the best relationships that we had and so mm-hmm. um yeah man like that stuff being multiplied and like not having you know we had, we had a good church that we were part of, but, like, it was just different, man. Like, yeah. relationships, like, they take time. And, like, when we came back, it was one of those things where, you know, the first night back, we had dinner with the Kurds and the Cruises, and, like, it was just, like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, I feel like we didn't even leave, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, so that, that aspect of just, like, like, the people, you know, the high view of just, like, relationships that we have at this church has been man, life-changing it's been life-changing
0: um, yeah man and like the way that you grew during your time in Michigan I don't I've never heard it anybody phrase it better than the way that Kent Young phrased it hmm. so when we were talking about you transitioning back onto the elder team Kent said and this is a direct quote I thought this encapsulated it perfectly Kent said quote I was worried that we would be getting a damaged Carlos, but what we got is a deep into Carlos. Hmm. And so like, I'm super proud of you for taking that risk and for failing. Like I'm really, I'm really like, that's a big deal to me. Yeah, like yeah. I rightly experiencing failure to me is such, it makes me so proud when leaders fail to the glory of God. And, yeah. and th- that's what you did, man.
1: Yeah. I mean, we've, I, I, to this
0: day, like,
1: yeah, man, I feel like God was like, go and try this. And mm-hmm. what happened, you know, John 15 says that, like, those who basically, like, it talks about these branches and, like, if you're not in God, you're going to be cut off and thrown away. But if you are, you know, directly tied into God, that he's going to prune you so that you bear more fruit. Right. And, like, that year was just pruning, like it was, and it hurt, you know, it hurts when you get cut, you know, but what I felt like it did was it grew things. It allowed space for me to grow in ways that, like, I still can't necessarily, like, put my finger on. So, um, and maybe it is that failing piece. I think we talked about that a little bit. Um, yeah, DJ <laughs> DJ Todd was like, yeah, for some reason, like, you left and came back and, like, your preaching was good, but, like, he was like, now it's, like,
0: good. And Heck I, yes, it is. And I
1: And I think, like, the biggest thing is just, like, one like when you wrestle with God <laughs> you can't help but like you know when you yeah there's a lot of wrestling with God out in the wilderness that's what we mm-hmm. call we call it Michigan sometimes the wilderness the wilderness yeah. <laughs> um but I think too like God really solidified that like no like I'm yours you are mine and there's no amount of sin that will keep me away from you and like you can't outrun my grace you can't you know, outsend my grace, and, like, he really, like, implanted that in my heart. And so um, I really think that that failing plus the coming face-to-face face with God, man, through the scriptures, through sufferings, you know. Um, mm-hmm. you know grandmother diagnosed with cancer last year. Mm-hmm. You know, me diagnosed with hypertension last year at the age of 30, um, dealing with anxiety. Like, it just forces you to just give up and come to god so um yeah it's a weird thing man crosses crosses uh produce uh
0: fruit so yeah for sure dude. yeah well let's keep the momentum going and yeah, so you and the sims god calls you back to des moines mm-hmm. um shortly after that the selfs are called back to texas yeah and there's a two month gap between the selfs transitioning out and you getting hired. What's what have these last two months been like <laughs> uh, at Frontier Church with Andrew and Tracy man. moving back to Texas?
1: There is a self-sized uh, hole in our church. Um, yeah, man, we love the self yeah. family so much. Yeah, I think I said this before, but like. I would have never wished to get this position this way. Like if I if God was like, Okay, mm-hmm. how are you gonna come on staff with Frontier? I would have been like, Okay, give me like seven more years and like then like maybe like we get to a spot where like I can come on part time. Like I would never would have been like, Well, Andrew needs to leave and then I need to get on and so I think that's been like the hardest thing personally for me, is just being like, Hmm, I'm happy to come on staff, but this is like not the way I wanted to do it, but also recognizing, too, that like, you know, that God is, he's good, and like, you know, there's a, you know, a proverb where he says, you know, who of you, when your son asks for bread, will give him a snake? Right. You know, he's like, and basically saying that, like, God is, like, a better giver of gifts than that, and so, like, um, yeah, this is hard. Um, we miss Andrew and Tracy and Lydia and Malachi and Abel um but I'm really I'm really excited to come on staff and
0: um yeah me too man um
1: so yeah it's it's just been like we've been our church has been grieving them man like honestly like Mm -hmm. we've missed them we've missed seeing their kids run around we miss seeing him lead us in communion and response time like every time I've done it the last two months I've just been like what would Andrew say in this moment like I find myself saying that a lot so um
0: yeah, I feel like Andrew still has a, and I feel like he always will have a seat at the table in my imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, when it comes to decision-making, I feel like I feel like I can think a little mm-hmm. bit like Andrew. Yeah. And when it comes to conversation, I can think a little bit like mm-hmm. Andrew. And when it comes to, yeah, optimism or skepticism or thinking through next moves, I feel like Andrew is almost still there in the yeah. way that I process things. And yeah. so it's like a really cool feeling to be, matured and deepened and sanctified by that dude's friendship in my life. Friendships will do that, man. They'll do that. Um and I feel that
1: like at the elder table, like it's like that as well. Like we all kind of are like we won't say it, but it's like okay, what would Andrew say in this moment? What would Andrew say? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I don't
0: think I also think like the true the true measurement of somebody's leadership and how good of a leader they are is whether or not they can leave something in better shape than they found it. Yeah. And Andrew left our our church in better shape than he found it. Like yeah, dog. <laughs> he's he raised up and he trained up key leaders in his mm-hmm. place, so that he could move to Texas and Frontier Church could keep moving forward. Yeah. And it's kept moving forward, and yeah. that's a testament to his leadership. It is, man. It is so.
1: We love you, dude. I, I assume you'll be listening to this. Um, <laughs> we just miss you, man, and thank you, and hope to get down to Texas to get some of that good barbecue. So.
0: Oh, you know we're going to Texas, bro. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. So. Yeah, man. It's been a cool two months. It has been. It's hurt. It has. And it's also been cool to see our church yeah. continue to step up and move forward. Yeah.
1: It yeah. has been, man. Yeah, our people have stepped up man, from you know Chad has been there every day, other than chad the McFarlane last yeah is the last hero of the faith <laughs> the the last two months he has only missed one Sunday, and he's mm-hmm. done slides and and sound, and so it's just like and those are dudes who like are directly like you know being discipled by Andrew, yeah and so like yeah. it's because of like Andrew's leadership that those not just and obviously the Holy Spirit and you know. Uh, you know. Oh, honestly. you know, you know, like God. <laughs> <laughs> but like ultimate reality. I, I do think that like Andrew's servant heartedness, like it, it it's culture creating, and it creates culture, it creates mm-hmm. servanthood, and um, yeah, man, it's just it's been good, it's been so good, so
0: yeah, yeah. But your your job is not Andrew's job, and so no. you're not actually stepping into Andrew's shoes, and you're not actually filling Andrew's shoes yeah and I th- think it's really important for healthy expectations for people to see that
1: yeah there are things that Andrew does that I cannot do I will fail you guys miserably
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for, yeah. Uh, it, um, and there's a reason why you're not taking Andrew's position mm-hmm. so before we talk about your position let's just talk about how our philosophy of ministry as a church is deepening in this season you want to speak to that at all
1: yeah, um, you probably can a little bit more than I can, but I'll kick it off and then I'll yeah, pass yeah, yeah, it yeah. off to you. Um, essentially, like we just we want to deepen friendships, we want to deepen our community. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to ever make a decision based on like something in the culture that happens, right? But I think that yeah, it's, you gotta talk about it though. Yeah, I think that yeah. it's 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 very clear and evident that COVID was a huge shift. In not just life, but especially like church life, and what's happened is like people are more divided than ever, and like social media, um, you know, politics, but also just like physically, <laughs> you know, like people are separated, and so like I think that we've just seen like this huge need for uh, community and deepened friendships. And, Heck yes, um, yeah, just just authentic relationships where, like, you know, like, you're hanging out, but, like, you're also, like, sharing life. You're breaking bread. You're confessing sin. You're, you know, you're weeping together. You're rejoicing together. Like, this, you're sharing the highs and lows, the ups and downs, the width, the depth, the breadth of life together. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's sort of, like, mm-hmm. the switch that, I guess, we're deepening our philosophy ministry, right? So, you had, we had... um um, I should know this. Almost. Sunday yeah. gathering, <laughs> Sunday gathering. We g- we gather on <laughs> Sunday. We gather on Sundays. Uh, community groups. We have fighter groups. Um, and now we're gonna deepen that with house churches. So these are these expressions of like worship, but they're more intimate and they allow people to actually, um, I guess, exercise some of the gifts of the spirit that they normally can't on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. also a spot where people who uh, are more probably inclined to being more introverted or like um right. or they're just newer to our church where they can actually yeah. feel like they can get like a, a grip on like what we do as a church
0: who we are the people at the church um so it's just good coaching bro yeah like, it's good coaching and uh, a lot of good pastoring i think is good coaching and so what i what i've noticed as a coach is that environment matters mm. and and your responsibility as a coach is to put your to put your players and your athletes in a in in an environment where you get the best out of them. Yeah, and yeah. so um we notice that with uh with mm-hmm. house church like in in a more intimate environment that's scaled down a little bit, you notice that you get the best out of people who maybe otherwise would have been quiet and shy on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So all of a sudden you see somebody like Someone who's maybe just a little bit more quiet, mm-hmm. roaring like a lion with the mm-hmm. prophetic word at house church, yeah. and you're like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was in you." And yeah. so, I think being a good coach and being a good pastor is about positioning your church members to get the best out of them, all yeah. that God wants from them. And so,
1: yeah, I remember at one of the house churches, um, I won't say the names just for confid—you know, keep them confidential—but there's another woman praying. You talking about me? <laughs> I just said woman, so this is ah, you gonna. Ah, oh gosh, I'm not gonna go there. We're gonna get the first one back. We're gonna get emails. Um, <laughs> no, just leave it alone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. one woman was praying, and another woman or came over and um uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I like, what you fell talking? off your couch, dude. <laughs> um, they were praying and. I was just like, and like, this is a woman who's like kind of quiet and dah, 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 and the other woman just embraced her and she just starts crying. And you just wow. you know, see the shoulders like shrugging because she's crying. Yeah. And I was like, this is why we do that. So that people have a space to shudder and cry and weep and like where they feel like they've been struggling in life. And it was, it was something as simple as like. That's amazing, bro. Dude, it That's was amazing. It was something as simple as like my newborn baby is not sleeping well and we're struggling and this is our first child and am I in this alone? You know? And it's just like, it's just those moments, man. I I just, I I imagine that that moment is seared in her mind of like, man, this woman prayed for me and allowed me to cry and and confess like where this is hard and I feel like I'm not alone anymore. Like Mm -hmm. those moments, man, they just like, the catalyzers, the catalyzers for culture, catalyzers for, um, the deep joy that we want to, um, bring to our city. Like we want to be the city's most joyful church. Like that's right, that's this right. is how we do it. Right. So,
0: yeah, we, I mean, when we did our first house church during Pentecost, that was not, I was not trying to do something that I thought would get ingrained into our yeah. philosophy of ministry. dude. Yeah. Like. I just thought, like, hey, wouldn't it be cool as we preach on Acts two if people actually experience what it was like to be huddled together mm-hmm. in a smaller environment, waiting for the outpouring of the Spirit? Yeah. And uh, I it wasn't my plan to, you, you know, put this into our philosophy of ministry. But when I sent out uh, a questionnaire for the church afterwards, the last question was, <laughs> "Do you have anything else that you want to say about house church?" And ninety five percent of the responses do. said. We need to do them all the time. We need to do them yeah. more. And I was like, "Well, it's just there. It is." Yeah. You know.
1: Yeah, that's great. That's good listening. I mean, that's that's dope. Yeah. Yeah, that's a uh, that's where you're a good leader, man. I just gotta praise you for that. Oh, like, exactly. yeah. yeah, you're listening well. Um, so yeah, it's so I'm excited. You know, that'll. I mean, I guess jumping a little ahead, like that'll be that'll be my my baby, right? Yeah. yeah. The Thing that I like nurture and grow and tweak. And um, I don't know what you guys think about the Enneagram. We love it, but um, (laughs) yeah, we we nerd (laughs) out about it. I'm a four wing three and my wing three is like super like that thing. Just like, I have to suppress it a lot. And so I feel like this is one of those areas where I can just like let that thing off the leash, man. So I'm super excited about it.
0: Um, So, so that was one, that was one reason. So we're, we're deepening our philosophy of ministry. So that our philosophy of ministry is really just a philosophy of community. Yeah. We feel like mm-hmm. the best thing that we have to offer our city, like our best asset as a business, right? Our best resource as a church yeah, is our people. Yeah. Our people are awesome. And so the best thing that we feel like we can do is get them together in as many contexts as mm-hmm. possible to make the the greatest impact for the glory of Jesus yeah. and the joy of the morning yeah. possible.
1: Yeah, some of it won't be like super deep, like tell me the, the, the part of your heart that is like, you know, you're struggling with the most like, so it won't all be like that. Some of them just be like, hey dudes, watch the kids, the women are gonna go out and do a wine tasting or like, you know um, dudes, like, let's go and watch a movie um, I think we got one of those coming up in November um, mm. See Rocky Mm-hmm. So, oh, dude, I can't wait! Yeah, um, so it'll be like just the bonding, but like I, I really do think that like community, um, I I think that getting gathering people together can really do a lot. Um, I think that the reason why there's so much polarization in our culture is because like people aren't together. Different people aren't together. Different people who vote differently. Different people who look different aren't together. Um, And, you know, just multiply that times whatever. Like, that I I really think that, like, you can, like, we can have some real big change in our culture just from gathering, like, making that, like, a priority. Um, Putting, I mean, we're literally putting our money where our mouth is. Mm -hmm. So, um,
0: let me tell you yeah. the phrase I felt like the Lord whispered to me yeah. in the process. I I feel like the phrase that the Lord whispered to me as I was looking at this last year of ministry was, mm-hmm. bet on community. Mm. Bet on community. Yeah, Put all of your eggs, push them into the community basket. Mm. And so I felt, I felt compelled in that direction, too. Because the first point of data was the overwhelmingly <laughs> positive response to house church. Mm. Overwhelmingly positive response to that. The second point of data was actually the self's party. Their send-off yes, party? dude. That was bro.
1: Bro. <laughs> I know, that I, was I, so dope. I remember turning the corner, um, we were coming down the side of this uh the Kerr's house and turning the corner and seeing a t- all those people and I was like, okay, we're about to get after it. For and then real? after after it was done, like we stayed like 4 hours, like up until midnight just hanging and around the fire and sharing stories. And I was like, Oh man, this is it. You know, um,
0: this is it. It is dude. It is. Yeah. And I heard from a million people who were like, Hey, um, we need to do this all the time. Yeah. And we need to do it. Not just to say goodbye to people that we love.
1: Dang. And so
0: I looked at those two points of data house church, and the, again, the overwhelmingly positive response to mm-hmm. the self send away party, and I—I I felt like that was the Lord's way of confirming, bet on community. Yeah, take your finances, resources, Jeez. and hire for community, and that's that's the yeah. early church, man. Like the early church didn't bet on programs. That's not yeah. the way that the early church took over Rome. Yeah, no. it took over Rome by partying harder mm-hmm. than the devil.
1: They took over Rome by doing that, and they also took over Rome by making sure that like their main identity was the gospel of Jesus Christ. It Bingo. wasn't like Jew, Gentile, black, white, Boom. Repor- like Republican, de- uh, Democrat. It was we are unified under this one truth that like Jesus is Lord and He has changed our lives, and like that. That's the reason. Sorry, I'm get me going. That's the reason why like. Ah, dude, that's the reason why they were a threat. That's the reason why the that's early right, church dude. was a threat. Yeah. It was because like it was disrupting like social uh, it like like think about think about I'm about to like think about what would happen if we did community so well and like we drew people into our community go, so dude. well yes. that Republicans and Democrats dropped their parties yes and like it. vote according to the gospel and yeah, not man. like social issues like that would be world changing that would change our political landscape you mm-hmm. know so i i don't know man it's it's i'm super jazzed man i'm like i'm i'm ready to go Cole's forcing me not to do any work this first month and <laughs> <laughs> you got curriculum to read bro yeah i'm just like oh, okay i'll listen to you because you're right but i'm ready to go man so um yeah dude just that picture man of this world being changed because like we gather we eat together you know we um, party harder than the devil party harder than or <laughs> ken doesn't like party so we gotta say something okay, else. okay we, we outgather gather the we celebrate we celebrate more than the kingdom of darkness we party party <laughs> the right word yeah.
0: it, it, it is it is it is um, it was joking, it was yeah. jubilee twenty four seven for them yeah dude, you know, freaking oh, so good, man, yeah, yeah, I think about uh, do you i know you grill do you have yes. do you have a charcoal grill, okay, i can't charcoal grill uh, and i don't i <laughs> don't, listen, listen, don't listen 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 wait 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 sin, wait wait I, <laughs> <laughs> I can
1: charcoal grill, i am a junior pit master, my mom's really the pit master, yeah, yeah, um, I have a trigger though.
0: They're the okay. best things. Yeah, last those prayer. are pretty dope. Yeah. I charcoal grill. Because mm-hmm. I'm. Because <laughs> I love the Lord.
1: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sanctified. But to get that fire going, man, I got this little silo or this little cylinder that oh. I put all the coals in. Yeah, the thing you cheat in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. But you got to stack them together if you want the highest oh, heat. Come on. That's yeah. the church, bro. Yes, the chimney. Dude. Oh, the <laughs> chimney church. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, We're not changing got, the name, guys. Just if you want, <laughs> if you want it to be hot, yeah, you stack the coals together. Dude. And when we stack the coals together, when we gather our people together, that's, good. And that's all you're doing. You're grilling. Oh, uh, at Frontier dude. Church, all you're responsible. You're just responsible for getting the coals together, man. You're a grill master. Yeah, dude.
1: That chimney. That chimney analogy. I'm gonna use that and something.
0: Yeah, you got to, man. Good. You got to. Uh, Dude, that's good. So our philosophy of ministry is not changing; it's deepening. Mm-hmm. We we still have a uh, we still practice ministry minimalism. Yeah, we want to do the minimal amount of church things to be maximally helpful for our church's mm-hmm. life. So, Sunday gathering, community group, fighter group, house church—that's the playbook, man. Yeah. That's what we're running. Yeah, dude. That's how we think we'll change the world. I mean, Augustine talked about the church being the city of God within the city of man. So frontier is is called to be the city okay. of joy within the city of sorrow. You know, a city within a Ooh, city. Dude, you know, who
1: preach. we are.
0: We got a city of joy. We got a
1: that has to be a sermon series or something. City of joy, that'd be I a like sweet that. sermon series, man. Um, that also be a sweet church name. No, stop. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> You're scaring people, man. First podcast
0: is like, <laughs> oh
1: man, uh, that would be a sweet church name though.
0: Okay, so our philosophy of ministry is deepening. Mm -hmm. And so Andrew Self did such a good job at raising up and training leaders to fill his spot that we've taken some of his position and we're giving that position over to a handful of really, really great servant leaders and deacons who are Mm going to step up as a volunteer. That allows us to hire a pastor of community, which is what you're coming on as. Yeah. Pastor of community. Yeah. Community pastor. Which one do you? You're, you're basically a party like director pastor. and community I like, director. I
1: like community pastor, but you know, party of Kitbex. Ooh, Kitbex grill master.
0: Grill master, stacking coals. Stacking coals. <laughs>
1: I, I just think about like a bunch of you in like a chimney stacking coals, <laughs> rock and rolls, <laughs> stacking coals. Yeah, yeah. So, pastor community. um... My yeah, man. I think we've said this before, but we'll keep beating the beating the drum. It's just like my job is to make sure no one feels left behind. Like that's I right feel too. like that's 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 my big, and that's my job description is is um fuller than that. But I think that when I synthesize it down to one phrase, like what is my one burden? Is that like you know, like the army, or that I'm not a military guy, but like no man left behind. Yeah, that's right. There, no man left behind, no person feeling disconnected or left out and um,
0: forgotten. So, yeah. Here's here's the official position purpose statement in the church's documents. The pastor of community cultivates joy and belonging. By inspiring the people of Jesus to party harder than the kingdom of darkness. Yeah, that cultivate joy and belonging
1: is almost being it's gonna be trademarked, Just to put (laughs) that out there. Um, that was I like that language. I like how you did you take that from?
0: Where'd you get that from? Cultivates joy and belonging. Yeah, is that from Happy Homes? Yeah, Yeah. oh, that's why I included in the position description. So legit. Yeah, yeah. I may have been tailor making the position for somebody. So. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, hold on.
1: I was like, that wasn't, yeah.
0: So yes. note takers, if you want to know what to expect from Carlos, let Hopefully me just repeat that more. again. Yeah. The pastor of community cultivates joy and belonging by inspiring the people of Jesus to party harder than the kingdom of darkness. I was actually, I was, um, I was so, having the other Acts 29 pastors in Iowa walk me through the position description and mm-hmm. give me some feedback and clarity. And all the dudes were like, this sounds like an awesome job. Yeah, they
1: can't have in it, this mind, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. When I read that, I
1: was like, okay, okay, I can, I can get down with that. Yeah, I really do feel like, man, it's just I'm, I'm excited, man. Yeah. I'm so pumped. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and the the other elders really crafted that well, and even like thought really well about. You know, Kent's biggest thing was like with me being bivocational, uh, which is I really appreciate. It is that I'm yeah, not yeah. overstretching myself, and again, that that wing three is super strong. And so, um, yeah, having them being like having Kent be like, I don't want you to overdo it, and I don't want right, your wife right. to be resentful of the church. I was just like, man, this is why we're elder led, man. This is why we don't make decisions right, in the right. vacuum. So, yeah. um those dudes are great. So, um, yeah, dude, I'm
0: excited. So let's, let's keep on, let's keep on aiming for clarity. Mm -hmm. This is for all of our note takers at frontier because, um, I said this earlier in the podcast, but I I think when there's lack of clarity on expectations, that's when there's a breakdown in the relationship between the church member and the pastor Mm -hmm. where the church member expects not too much out of their pastor, but doesn't know what to expect. Yeah. And so they wrongly think that you just exist to get coffee with them whenever they want to. I'm not discouraging people from getting coffee from you. I'm just saying that you have a specific role Mm -hmm. and people should not feel wounded or hurt. If, if, if you can't do things outside of that role. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, the biggest like hindrance to that also is just going to be like, I'm working 40 hours outside of the church. Right. You know? And so like, I just don't have time. I don't have as yeah. much time as you. And so, like, that's anyone right. listening, like, my my time is not going to look anything like Cole's time. And so, if I say, if you come to me and you say, hey, I want to get coffee, like, I probably will say yes. But it will probably have to be two to three weeks down the down the road, you know? Yep. yep. So, um, that's really the biggest thing. And I, I think the other thing is, like, my main goal is, like, I need to spend my time thinking through um strategizing and implementing like how can i gather us the best how exactly can I? so i mean it's i'll be around you know and so like um but the main goal is like how do i gather us more how do i get us into deeper friendships right and, yes
0: um and so um and good leadership is knowing when to say no to good things so that you can say yes to god things yeah that's good in your position description is to cultivate joy and belonging by inspiring the people of Jesus mm-hmm. to party harder than the kingdom of darkness. Yeah. Like that's how we measure the success mm-hmm. of, of your position description. Are you gathering together the kingdom of light to trash the kingdom of darkness? Mm. Are friendships being deepened is belonging and joy happening. And so to be really, really clear we've broken down that position purpose to three particular roles. We'll take them one by one, but let me just read all three of them first. First, to inspire and organize house churches. Second, to inspire and organize indie ministries. Third, to organize and plan the event calendar. So Mm -hmm. do you feel like we got to, Let's let's break down I know we talked a lot about house church already but let's break that down even more the scheduling organizing and inspiring house churches yeah. what's your what's your goal there
1: Um yeah just basically just have a have clear expectations of what we do when we do and how often we do it right so right. um yeah. you know that'll be anything from like you know if we want to bring up the thing that Andrew started that was really dope uh was leadership lab if we want to bring that back up Uh, we still need to talk about that, but, Mm -hmm. um, baptisms, like, you know, um, had someone talk to me last Sunday about wanting to get baptized, the children get baptized. Oh, awesome, dude. Awesome. Um, like all that stuff of like membership class, like I'll be kind of the point person to schedule that. Um, and so, yeah, you guys have any questions about hey, when are we going to do this and when are we going to do that? I'm your person to talk to. Um, yeah. You can yeah, talk yeah, to Cole yeah, yeah. too, but yeah, yeah. you will probably, nah, I don't you'll don't probably just yeah. kick it to me. Yeah, I'll just so, kick it to you, bro. Um, um, yeah, I think that's that's good on that. Right. Yeah,
0: yeah, well, let's keep breaking it down a little bit. Yeah. So um, here are some details on what it looks like for you to schedule, organize, and inspire house churches. The big overarching goal there is to ensure that house churches are implemented six times a year. Gotcha. Yeah, so yeah. Um, Lent will always have a house church. Mm-hmm. Um, Pentecost will always have a house church and Advent is going to have a house church. Yeah. So that's three. And then there's going to be three other times mm-hmm. during the year. It kind of depends upon the vision of, well, your, your vision and realizing it when we need yeah, when mm-hmm. and how to include mm-hmm. those. Like we decided to do this one. It wasn't a liturgical calendar decision. It was, we feel like we're experiencing the summer slide. Yeah. Passion's going down. We need to reignite it and it. Yeah. And it worked. And it the did. Lord it. Honored it. it was great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I mean, I don't have an answer for
1: when those other three would be, but I assume there would be instances like, like that where like, it's in response to what we're feeling in the church. It'll also be right, like, right. um, me kind of looking ahead and like, oh man, it's February and like, you know, winters, <laughs> like people are just tired of it being cold. Like we need right. to some heat, you know, um, no pun intended. Um, so yeah, they're, they're, uh. There's yeah still be to be determined, but those will kind of be in response to or like looking I'm forward to so something. Sorry, dude, yeah, I'm so good. sorry, yeah, it'll be good, And we were are trying to make it deeper, make it you know do it with excellence, right? Again, wing three is the third time we've talked about engrams. Um, like I, yeah, I want to be excellent. Like I want to do it great, do a good job. So um, if you guys have any suggestions, maybe I'll um, maybe we'll like send out a little. Survey or something with some suggestions, be yeah, good, bro. Whatever, so. yeah, whatever
0: you got to do to, um, to feel that, I think. And, and so, here's another detail that goes along with the category of inspiring house churches. I like it. Uh, it says inspire the church to prioritize house church. Oh, yeah, so you're kind of like a cheerleader for yeah. a house church,
1: yeah. I think that my goal is that if I want our church to be like greatly shaped by house church, right? Um, like I wanted to, and I wanted to feel like if I don't go to house church and I'm not a part of this church, like that's, that's like, that's how the importance that I wanted to feel. And, um, I want it to feel like a, I have to go to this. I, have, I need yeah, to go yeah. to this. So,
0: if you don't, you're still a beloved member of our yeah, church. Yeah, you are. But I get what you're saying. You're yeah, a, yeah. You want I all mean, people like to the, see it
1: as like integral. Yeah, like,
0: oh, Sunday morning, like house church as well. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's like we only do four things as a church. Yeah. You know, Sunday gathering, community group, fighter group, and house church. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, we, I mean, we really feel like this is the way that the Lord is going to take our church to the next level.
1: Yeah, man. I really believe that, dude. Yeah. I know you do. Yeah, it's I, I do. It's a game changer. I think, man, I just. What does it look like for a church of so many different people to love each other deeply? Like,
0: that's it, man. I think our city needs that. So. Yeah. And there's, like, I think a lot of people are freaked out by it because it, it can be a spiritually intense environment. Like
1: Oh, by house church? Yeah, yeah. Like,
0: the first house church that we had, like, when it ended pretty much everybody was on their face before the throne of Jesus in, and yeah. in praise and prayer. It's intense. That's intense, dude. It is. But if you're afraid of house church, like I think that you would provide excellent pastoral ministry hmm. to them. Like, what's it look like to just show up still, just bring a journal. You can sit in the corner and just pray journal throughout yeah. all of it. Like there's so much freedom. Yeah. Like everybody's kind of doing something different. Like, Mostly everybody's singing. Some people are praying over each other. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are journaling. Some people are sitting down. Some people are standing up. So there's just like a ton of freedom. So yeah, it's spiritually intense, but you shouldn't be afraid of it.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't. And it will deepen your joy for Jesus. I really do believe that. Um, I think people will be surprised by, yeah, the way that God meets them, you know. So um, I feel like that's been the... The biggest takeaway that I've heard is like, man, like I've never experienced this, but I think this is what God is doing. And it's like, wow, you guys are experiencing God in a new way. This is awesome. So,
0: yeah. 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 I I had some people give me some prophetic words at the last house church that were just really, really good, man. Mm. Um, And I just think that every believer... Deserves to have a church like that. Yeah, who speaks the word of God into their lives. Yeah, who prays for so, them, lays hands on them. I yeah, agree. man.
1: I agree, man.
0: That's why we're doing it. So let's—that's the first category. Here's the second of three categories for your job: to schedule, organize, and inspire indie ministries. Mm-hmm. So your your hope and your kind of six—you know—measuring success for this. Uh, defining the win, is that you generate a minimum of two indie ministries per month. Yeah. You know, sometimes three, four, sometimes one, you know, like, but like on average. Mm -hmm. Can you walk us through that a little bit more?
1: Yeah. Um, Those would be kind of like the stripped down, like men's nights, women's nights. Um, I'm not necessarily even going to be hosting most of, like, I'm going to ask you guys, like, hey, why don't you, uh, yeah, it's been a, a minute since you've had uh uh a game night like let's have a game night yeah, or like yeah, you know let's right. do this or let's do that so like these are those hangouts those times where like we're we're gathering and we're um yeah communicating just like um we love to be around each other so um yeah uh and honestly like we haven't done much of that like it, it hasn't been formalized in the sense of like as a church, like we're putting our money where our mouth is to get you guys to gather. So that stuff will still be determined. But um I'm excited to think through that and plan through that and people already doing that. I'm just like, okay, let's do more. Let's do more. how yeah, can we yeah. make it better? You know? So um But I'm I think just
0: the, I think the thing that we've lacked in the past has been a quarterback.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know,
0: like most of our church like our church members are awesome, but yeah. most of us are like mid thirties, drowning with four kids. And as a lead pastor, like I'm spending a lot of time on vision and preaching and Mm -hmm. organizing and, uh, pastoring and counseling people. And so we just haven't had somebody whose responsibility was to say hike Yeah, when it, in, in a lot of ways you're doing that, man. So yeah, I think it's going to be, I think you're going to take us to the next level, bro. Thanks,
1: dude. Yeah, I'm excited. Um. Sweet. Yeah, you guys are paying me to be hype, man. Like uh, I yeah, feel like bro, I'm your yeah. hype man. Like y'all are rapping on the stage, and I'm just like, yeah, get them, let's go. That's you know, right, like dude. So, yeah, yeah. So
0: yeah. Um, but this is the thing that you do better than anybody else in the world. Everybody has one or two things that God has gifted them with, so that they do something better than anybody else in the world. And when I think about you. I think about the way that you cultivate belonging in people's lives Hmm. and you do it better than anybody I know. When you guys led a community group before you moved to Michigan, the people who were a part of your community group didn't go to your community group. Yeah, They were all, they were Sims people. Yeah, we moved like three times,
1: dude. And people were just like, no, we're still coming. Like, you sure we're going to be on the other side of the city? Yep, it's all good. It's like, okay. Um, my wife, honestly, like Caitlin, is, a beast. yeah, she, I have learned so much about hosting and hospitality and honestly, her mom too, is just like, she's inherited that from her mom. Like they're classic sevens, like that's get, that's yeah. gather people that spend time with people that's linger. And so, um, yeah, my wife is a huge part of that. Like, um, and so, yeah, I, I appreciate you saying that, man, that means a lot, um, I value friendships, you know, uh, I'm an only child. So maybe it's because of that, you know, like mm, growing mm-hmm. up alone, being like, I don't, I don't want to feel that anymore, you know, or right, dude, I don't want other yeah. people to feel that either. So,
0: um, and, uh, we talked a little bit about this the other night. Yeah. I know what you're about to say. In my favorite book on masculinity, yeah. Iron John, yeah. Not written by a Christian, read it at your own risk. It's intense. Um, <laughs> it's so, but I, I loved it. He, he, he talks about how the, the greatest gift we have to give to the world hmm. and our deepest wound in life are the same thing. Yeah. Right? Like, so your experience of loneliness, hmm. like God as a doctor wounded you rightly with that so that you felt it.
1: Hmm. But
0: like a doctor, he made sure that it didn't kill you or really, really hurt you. Jeez. It was the appropriate wound. So that you would know what that feels like. And then you could never let anybody walk in and out of your life by feeling lonely. Right? And this is just gospel. This is just gospel, man. Like
1: preaching, man. That's good.
0: Yeah, bro. Like when Jesus' side is pierced on the cross, Mm. from that wound came the blood that covers us and the the water that washes us. And so the greatest gift that people have to give to the world is always in direct proportion to one of their deepest wounds. Yeah. So I think you've been just prepped by God to do this better than anybody.
1: Yeah, prepped in the wound, and also prepped in the in the fact of like, I've had people come at times where like that is like my, that loneliness has felt so intense, and they've been like, like balm, you know, to my soul. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, experiencing the wound, and also experiencing the fruits of like being pursued and someone like truly loving you, and and um yo, yeah, so it, it's. Yeah, dude, I want everybody, like you said, like, you feel like everyone needs to, like, have that word spoken over them. I think that everyone needs to feel what I felt, and that's to have deep friendships pursue you, even and especially when you sin against them. Um, Like, just that that deep, that deep friendship that's, like, you know, like, for the benefit, like, I love you, like, at your worst and at your best. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, you've been that to me. Um, a number of times, and mm. um, there have been others as well, so yeah, dude,
0: that's
1: what yeah, I want to do. You've man. been that to me, man. Thanks, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sometimes people just like it's nobody's fault, and I'm not like wounded by it, mm-hmm. right? But I, th- I just think there's this invisible contract that everybody feels with their pastor hmm. where you exist to help me, and there's some biblical precedent for that yeah. to be a shepherd, but. Sometimes people just forget to, like, treat me like a friend, Yeah. you know? And you always have treated me like a friend, man. And so yeah. I've just always felt like a special brotherhood with you. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you,
1: I'm going to tell this story live. I've said this to you in person, but before we decided to come to Des Moines, actually, we mm-hmm. were on staff together. I was an intern. You were a resident, church plan resident. Mm-hmm. And we meet, like, maybe once a month. And what would happen is you text me just out of the blue, like every two weeks or so. And just be like, Hey man, just thinking about you. How can I pray for you? Like not once did you ask, Hey, I want you to come to Des Moines and help me Mm -hmm. plant this church. And for me, like that, that meant a ton because I was like, you don't want what I can offer. You want me. Mm -hmm. And, um, so yeah, I guess, you know, I've said, I, I just said like, you've been that to me, but like in a very practical way, like, That's what made me feel comfortable Hmm. and me and my wife feel comfortable saying like, no, let's like leave, you know, Iowa City and come to Des Moines. And so um, friendships, man. And like, look now, like we're on staff. And so I'm just like, what if that happened all over our city where people were that for each other? And the kingdom of God was just expanding and like lives were being changed and like people weren't feeling alone and depression rates went down because like people were checking in on them. And, you know, I I know that there's like a clinical depression thing and I don't want to minimize that, but I do think that like a lot of the loneliness and like the sadness that we experience as people is because we are alone. Hmm. And um,
0: yeah, man, don't want that to be the case with frontier so amen man one of the bulletin points underneath that second category for your position is inspire the unengaged church members to prioritize the people of jesus because an alone person in Mm -hmm. our church is an emergency i would even flip that
1: to inspire the local church to what'd you hold on
0: how'd you say that again uh, inspire the unengaged church members to prioritize the people of Jesus. Prior, Like, inspire the people of
1: Jesus to prioritize the unengaged oh, church Oh, I'm
0: changing it right now, yeah. dude. Click, I, click, 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 click. <laughs> That's good.
1: I think it needs to be both, man, That's because good. I think that, like, there's a, you know, where this thing could go wrong is that we become clicky, and when a new person comes into our church, it's just mm. like... I'm sorry, we don't got room for you. Like, no, it needs to be both ways. And so. um, Welcome the outsider. Yeah, welcome the outsider. The foreigner. Yeah, because that's what we were before Christ. That's right. Um, So um, we were alienated, hostile toward God. So. Um, But yes, yes, people who are not engaged, who are new to our city, who are new to our church, who are. You know, um, specifically this week, like gosh just burdened me for like single mothers. Like mm-hmm. like I want our church to be a place where like I was raised by a single mother, right? And so maybe this is where it's coming from, this whole wound thing from Iron John of like I want our church to be a place where like moms can come who are raising their sons by themselves, and like their sons can find like men who could act mm. as fathers, or you know, women who could act as like older sisters or whatnot. To uh, um yeah, man, I just I don't want us to be. I want us to be a Jesus church. I want us to be a church that welcomes right, everybody. Like yeah, somebody walks in the door and like they smell like weed or like whatever. Like, we're just like, Oh, what's up, man? Like, mm-hmm. like we just love them. Like, we're not, you know, judging them and we're going to speak the truth to them and we're going to preach the gospel, but we're going to love them so much that it's going to be like, we don't even see their sin. Um, sorry. Obviously you can tell I, I really want this job. I'm, I'm excited about it, but, um, well, I'm prepared
0: to <laughs> offer it to you on the podcast, right? Now. <laughs> um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's for you, you know? Yeah. Um. But yeah, we, yeah, I,
1: I think that like that, that piece of the unengaged church member prioritizing the people of Jesus, like, what does it look like for our church to be a place where that person can feel like, feel safe, mm. you know? So um, I have a, a few people coming to my mind right now, even as we talk about it. So I'm excited to, to get
0: to work. And this type of stuff doesn't happen in the Sunday gathering. Mm-mm. I mean, to some extent, of course it will. Mm-hmm. But this kind of stuff happens at women's nights and men's nights and bonfires and yeah. parties and stuff like that. And so yeah. we've we've got to be a people first church. Mm-hmm. We have to bet on community.
1: Yeah, that's good, man.
0: So here's the, the third uh, category for your position description. Organize and plan the event calendar. This is like, you know, more... This doesn't need a lot of explanation, but you're going to be sending out the weekly bulletin with the mm-hmm. event calendar to the church. Um, you're our community director, bro. Like, yeah. you're going to be telling us when it's time for membership class and house church and leadership lab and leadership rally and other indie ministries. You're going to, um, the way that David Brooks talks about it in uh, in his book The Second Mountain, is you're a, you're going to be a, a community weaver. Hmm. You know, you you're. <laughs> Hi, Ezzy. It's good to see you, bro. <laughs> so you're a community weaver, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, man. What's dope? I'm excited. Um, yeah, I think that's just enough, like administrative, like logistical stuff to be like, okay, I can do this well. Um, and so, not you know, I'm a I'm a people dude. So, <laughs> you know, so uh, the the logistical stuff is like. I can do it, you know, and, uh, but yeah, viewing it as like a people weaver and that's, that's really dope. Um, a community weaver is what you said. Community weaver. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So yeah. Membership classes. Uh, so I think I answered this before and so I might've misheard your question, but yeah, like baptisms, yeah, all yeah, that yeah. stuff like, um, will kind of, yeah, be me. So, um, we need to do a, probably do a membership class soon. That I'm yeah, we do. About it, so. We do.
0: Um, but yeah, and, uh, yeah, a community weaver creates jungles of dense, thick, interwoven relationships mm. that creates a compelling community to the world, Yeah, indeed. like the early church. And you do that better than anybody else in the world. Hmm. And so you are going to take this church to the next level. God has anointed you for this purpose. God has gifted you and equipped you to do this thing and to do it for the kingdom of God. And so our church is not going to take any steps backwards. Our Mm -hmm. church is going to take steps forward and we're going to grow into the city's most joyful church. And for now we can't do that without you. We need you to lead us. So lead us, man.
1: Thanks dude. Lead us. Better make a, make a thug
0: cry. (laughs) So
1: I appreciate you saying that. Um, yeah. I feel that from me, it's good to hear though. Yeah. Well,
0: yeah. So. Last week was onboarding week. You want to let us in on what that was like for? I know we're probably pushing an hour right now, aren't we? Um where are we at on the timing?
1: Yeah, we're close. Okay. We're close. Okay, we got we got some time still. Yeah. Um Yeah, so we did uh two a days. So
0: Two a days. <laughs> 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 Coach Coach Cole. Coach Cole here. Two days. Coach Cole.
1: Uh, yeah, it felt like two days, too. So we were, yeah, yeah 6.30 yeah, in the we morning. We both pushed each other there. Yeah. yeah, 6.30 in the morning, 8 o'clock at night, every day for the whole week. And so that's just, you know, getting to know one another. We shared our best movies. We cried. We laughed together. Yeah, we did. Um,
0: what a fun week, man. Yeah. It was exhausted, but yeah. worth it.
1: Yeah, Wednesday, I was like, oh, yeah, this reminds me of two days. You two days for football were yeah. so brutal, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, heavy relational work. Um, I think the highlight of mine was Friday, last Friday, walking around Walnut Woods, talking about our church. And we're talking about our friendship. And I just feel, uh, I don't remember what song, maybe Psalm 133 talks about like, unity and like how how what's that i'm a butcher how beautiful it is when brothers dwell in you yeah it's like the the dripping of oil from the beard and goes on to the robe and just describe like we just start talking about it and i just like we just start praying about that our friendship would be a fragrant offering to this city mm. um, that it would remind us of we remind our city, remind ourselves of Jesus's like love for us, and then you start like you flipped that thing like real good, like where you brought in like, um, how Jesus is the fulfillment of that. Uh, what'd mm. you say? Mm-hmm. What'd you say on that? I can't um, remember. Dude, you must have been yeah, yeah. You were you were you were in the spirit or something yeah, like did that. My eyes roll back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes roll back and starts speaking another language. Yeah. No, um, but yeah, just how like. I don't know, and then we got on the, on our knees in the middle of this like rocky pathway. The knee, like the rocks, were cutting into my knees, and it hurt. But I was like, "We need to be on our knees for this," and mm-hmm. that was just a highlight of my, of mine, like being in the woods with you, praying for our friendship on our knees. It was it was great.
0: Amazing morning, dude. Yeah, it was good. It was I won't a, forget it. Yeah, behold how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It's like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. Mm. It's like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. Yeah, dude. So it's kind of like the idea is that the unity of God's body and his people is the result of the precious oil that falls from the heavens to Mm -hmm. Mount Zion. and.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. This is why we say at the elder level that investing in our friendships is no waste of time mm-hmm. for our meetings because how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. Yeah. The anointing often mm-hmm. comes from that. Yeah. When pastors love each other, when pastors care about each other, mm-hmm. when pastors are friends, when pastors share their lives together. I think the entire church is blessed. Yeah. And when there's strife there. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. you know. You know how that ends. So I think it was a great way to start my first week, man, of like let's fight to be be best friends. I mean, mm. seriously. Um I think you and Andrew modeled that so well, man. Like, it's just like Our church just expects that, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah.
0: um, Yeah,
1: man. So.
0: Yeah. Andrew taught me how to be a better friend. Hmm. He overlooked a million sins, forgave a million errors. Yeah. And sometimes when it felt like everybody else was running out, he was the one running into the burning house, man. Hmm. And. There have been a lot of people, dude, who just like as a church planter have just walked in and out of my life with a scary amount of ease. And Andrew was always there. Always there. And that's why I think God blessed our friendship and Mm. allowed us to make the impact that our ministry has because that dude, that's why we ended so well together at Frontier. Because that dude was an awesome friend and is an awesome friend. Yeah, that's good. So, I think in a lot of ways, Andrew Self built the legacy that you get to step into. Oh, yeah, dude. I am
1: uh, standing on the shoulders of a giant, for mm. sure. Yeah. For sure, man. Um, yeah, dude. I'm excited to take the torch and take it further. But, wouldn't have gotten here. Wouldn't, it wouldn't have gotten this far without him. So, no. Um,
0: no. Yeah. Oh, dude. My, my favorite two-a-day was the morning where we went on the Front Tour. Oh, yeah. The Frontier Tour. And then we... (laughs) Dude, how crazy. (laughs) Can we say that? Can we say that on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for it.
1: How, like... So we went to Pump Station, where we did our gatherings.
0: And we talked about what God Mm -hmm. taught us in that season and how we grew.
1: Yeah, then we went to Woolies and we talked about the things that went real good, the things that went bad, and how... I think I said something like, we would not have known... We want it to be if it wasn't for Woolies. Mm-hmm. Then we went to Noche and we prayed for like what could God do? And I was just making a joke. I was like, dude, how funny would it be if we found out today that, or we find out that like we got a new building?
0: Mm-hmm. And then like
1: later that day, you sent me the email. We got the new dude, building. Yeah. So it's just it's crazy, man. Know, man. It was super prophetic, like without us even knowing.
0: Yeah, so. and I remember we were we were standing there in the middle of the sculpture park. Um, with the black and white statues behind us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is us. <laughs> yeah, we took that yeah. selfie. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to post that. Yeah. And then we pray for the city. And yeah. that was when, so spoiler alert, we got the building, guys. Yeah, we so did. So we'll, we'll probably do a separate podcast on that. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. We it'd, got be the dope to have, today.
1: it'd be dope to have some of the other elders on.
0: Yeah, yeah. Podcast. So look forward to that. But, yeah. Um, How about we end by... I know I asked you this on Sunday, but is there mm-hmm. any specific way that we, as a as a church, can help you grow into the pastor that God desires for you to be? Yeah, get the best out of you. That's
1: good, man. Um, I don't know if I said this Sunday, um, but I definitely should have. Verbal encouragement goes a long way with me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that like my encouragement to you guys would be like, don't keep your mouth shut right so
0: um don't take any encouragement to the grave with you yeah yeah god's people should not take any encouragement to yeah. the grave with yeah
1: me. just because i am like i'm walking into basically a legacy you know that andrew is and in a different way right i don't have his role i'm not doing what he did but um i am carrying the torch and so um, i want to steward it well um so that i think that yeah, man. Our family is far away. You guys are our family. So mm. getting time, affording time for Caitlin and I to get away for date nights would be great. And just praying for our marriage and um Yeah, I think that's that's really it, man. Um I think that's it, yeah. What would you say? How would
0: you say for people to encourage me? I would say the same thing, man. Okay. I would say the same thing. Um, One of the most terrifying parables I've ever heard was uh, the story of a teacher asking her classroom where the most valuable land in the world was.
1: Hmm. So
0: the teacher says to the class, hey, what what do you think is the most valuable land in the world? One student says, well, you know, maybe like Manhattan because, you know, pricey real estate. She goes, nope. Another person says, well, what about this area over here on the other side of the world because of the oil fields? And like, nope. Hmm. What about over in the West because of the gold? you know. Mm. And the teacher said, nope, all good guesses. But none of those places are the most valuable land in the world. Let me tell you what the most valuable land in the world is. It's the graveyard. Because that's where all of the unlived dreams go. And that's where all of the things that people could have been go to to die. And so my encouragement would be don't make the grave more valuable By taking encouragement to the grave with you. Dang. Get it out of your mouth. We, as leaders, this has not been an easy year for any church leader. Mm -hmm. Um, But we take your encouragement seriously. Yeah. When you encourage us, we don't say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know, thumbs up. Wait, Mm -hmm. No, we take that and we bring it before the Lord in his throne room. And we say, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to get as much mileage out of this encouragement as I can. So I would just, that's what I would say, man.
1: Yeah. yeah, DJ's text last week, I've been visiting that a lot this last week, so mm-hmm. thank you, DJ. Um, Love you, DJ. Yeah, I agree with that, man. It goes a long way. It means the world.
0: So I'm excited to work with you. Same, man. The future is bright. Yeah, dude. We will become the city's most joyful church we by will. the power of God and your leadership, bro. Thanks, dude. You yep. want to pray for us? Yeah. yeah,
1: let's do it. Uh, okay. Jesus, we thank you. Um, we thank you for you, Lord. Without you, none of this would be possible. Church, podcast, uh, pastor, community. Um, so we just ask that you would make us the city's most joyful church. Yeah, Would you right. make us a people who are deeply in love with you? And because of that relationship, we're deeply invested in, and in love with those in our city and those in our community. Uh, pray for those on the fringes right now, Lord, who feel alone. Pray that they would find a home in our church. Yeah, um, yeah Lord, cultivate joy and belonging. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen.